Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Literally Whatever, the podcast about literally whatever with me, Jacqueline, your host. Hi guys! So before I actually start this week's episode, I wanted to sort of clear out how, yes, I did not post an episode last week and I also was inactive in my Instagram, Literally Whatever, The main reason for this was last week was a busy week for me. It was jam-packed and also emotionally, I just felt so drained, so uninspired. I think it was the combination of just like the amount of workload that I had to do. And yes, those workloads were not purely just for school because obviously university life has been easier to balance with you know, everything going on at home and everything, but I also had like other um, activities slash uh, priorities that I needed to deal with. And I just felt super uninspired last week. I just felt like I tried recording this podcast, actually, I tried recording this episode three times and all three of them I did not like. Actually, if you consider like my drafts, I think I made this episode at least six times, but I liked none of them because throughout it, I could just hear myself rambling and not really getting to the point. And I just could hear how uninspired and how unmotivated I was. And I just decided to sort of step back and not do it and not touch podcast material at all because I didn't want my podcast to be something that I would later on see as an obligation or something that I'm forced to do. This is something that I enjoy, something that I personally just like to do. I like sharing, I like talking, I like creating stuff like this. So I didn't really want to strip away all the joy and just the happiness that I feel from doing the podcast by forcing myself to do it even when I feel like I don't. So last week I did not do, well I did do an episode but like I didn't post it and I just decided to sort of like chill, Netflix, you know, and I this even reflected upon my social media. Um, yes, I was a bit more active on my Instagram but it was purely because I had obligations there but in terms of like messaging apps, I was sort of disappearing every few days because I just felt so burned out. I didn't have the mental capacity to really talk to anyone. And I just felt so drained and so lifeless and so unmotivated for some reason. So I feel better this week. I feel like I'm more productive and I feel like I'm ready to tackle on. But yes, there's still that element of like being burned out. Like there's some residue of that. And I'm trying to get over it. But I know that the more I force myself to sort of get over it, the more I won't be able to. So yeah, that sort of clears the air if any of you were wondering, which probably some of you aren't, but like, just in case. Anyways, um, I wanted to talk about this week's topic, which is actually not relatable at all in terms of like connecting it with my previous rant. But I think this was a very interesting topic because I thought of it while I was on this like little staycation. So like two weeks ago, I think I had like this short staycation over the weekend. And while I was there, I didn't really work out, but I did do like a meditation thing in the morning with some yoga. And while I was meditating, which I know is bad because you shouldn't be thinking about anything else while you're meditating. But while I was meditating, I had this like phrase 
just come up to me. Like it wasn't even like an idea or an argument. It was just this exact sentence, which is the romanticization of Western culture. I don't know how the hell my brain came out of that. I don't know why I thought of that, but it just did. And I was like so surprised that I had to write it down. And I just really started breaking down why and what what I meant by saying that. And so yeah, here comes today's topic. <laughs> so today's topic is the romanticization of Western culture. Now, some of y'all might be like, what the hell is she talking about? But honestly, at first I was also like, what the hell am I going to talk about? But here, I just wanted to explain like my experiences with, I guess, the Western culture and also just comparing and also weighing um, the pros and cons of Western culture and my own culture, which is Asian culture, but predominantly Indonesian culture. And you could even specify it down to Surabaya culture. And because I am speaking of this on behalf of my own experiences and on behalf of my own opinions, I will just like give a little heads up. I'm not trying to represent a certain community. I'm not trying to represent a certain group of people. This is purely my own thoughts and what I think of a certain issue or what I think as an issue might not be an issue for anyone else. And people might hear this and might think that I'm disrespectful or I lack um, understanding about the Western culture, but hey, this is how I view it and how I was uh, processing it because everyone processes information differently. So just keep that in mind. So going on to this topic, I think the best way to sort of delve into this is by telling you how I actually got introduced to Western culture. And I think like most of you who do who does not live in the Western world, um, I think we got exposed to, most of us at least, got exposed to Western culture through media, which is in the form of movies, um, in the forms of songs or TV shows, things like that. And that, again, as we get familiar with all of that, that also translates to like role models, like celebrities and things like that. But most of my uh, impressions of Western culture and where I got my knowledge of how Western culture works or how it is portrayed, I think it is from media. And as a kid, I was exposed to a lot of that because the things that my parents would buy me, like uh, the CDs and the movies and the TV shows, all of them, or I think all of them, it wasn't even mostly, all of them were Western. Like I watched Bratz, Barbie, Barney, um, Dora, all of them are like Western um, original uh, productions. And it wasn't really like Indonesian productions. And I'm pretty sure that I don't really look or watch uh, TV shows or movies by Asian or Indonesian production houses. Yeah, I don't think I have. I'm trying to think of one and I can't think of one that I actually remember or that significantly like impacted me. So I guess not. And that also translates to songs. So as a kid, I was always exposed to all of this Western like media and also just Western content. And I know that from that, I got a lot of advantages, you could say. I think most of my English uh, came from being exposed to the media. Um, also, just like my basic 
knowledge and also I feel like the fact that I'm very open-minded now I'm not saying I'm the most open-minded person but I would say that I'm much more open-minded uh, than like my parents or maybe some other people I don't know but for me I'm, I feel like I'm pretty much open-minded like if you tell me something I'm probably going to consider it and I'm not gonna directly just say that you're wrong uh, I think that also comes from being in the Western culture and understanding that there is a difference between my culture and someone else's culture and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's just that things work differently in different places and different cultures. And from that, I think I had a lot of good things, yes, but I think there was also this deeply rooted sort of I wouldn't say regret, but sort of, I wouldn't even say hatred, but there's this sort of comparing that I do, judgment that I do towards my own culture and my own country in particular. Because I was always exposed to like Western media, I've always had these standards or these certain um, culture that I've always looked up to. And yes, even though I know that there are certain things that are done you know, seemingly right in the Western culture, they are wrong here or whatever. But I think I always view the Western culture as superior. And so when I look at my own culture and my own country, there's this sort of like, huh, looking down upon on my country, I guess that's a better word. I look down upon it and I'm like, wow, there are so many things that you are not on par with like the Western culture. And that sometimes pisses me off and annoys me because um, yes, it's just annoying by the fact that I grew up to these, like watching these expectations, uh, you know, and watching all of these people get like this and that and that doesn't happen to me because I live in another culture and a different culture. But aside from all that, I also think that in reality, I am limited in terms of opportunities and also just in terms of experience because I don't live in the Western culture. And I'm not saying that all of the things in my culture restricts me but let me give you a good example when i was trying to pick a major i wanted to take something that was i guess a bit unorthodox for someone to take in indonesia i wanted to take a uh, literature or i wanted to take something in the fields of communication like journalism public relations international relations whatever yes i know that it's not that unorthodox because yes, people are still taking that. But what I say about unorthodox is that when I want to look for a job that I can apply that major to, there's not a lot of options here in Indonesia. I don't get a lot of options. And when my parents knew that I wanted to take something in that kind of you know direction, they were sort of like hesitant. And they even told me like, you're not going to get a decent job. You're not going to make enough money if you're just going to get that major. Like, what are you going to be? Are you going to be a journalist? You're not going to get enough money for that. What are you going to be? You're going to be a writer. There's no assurance that it's going to succeed here. You know, there's just like a lot of things. And I knew that that was my passion. I loved that. Like I... I wouldn't even feel forced to study that because I was actually genuinely interested in things like that. But I also knew that in reality, if I did take on that path, I think I would have a hard time, especially since I'm uh, going to university here. I think I would have a hard time trying to find like a job because job descriptions are very particular these days. And yes, sure, people say that sometimes your job doesn't necessarily relate to your major, but it would definitely help a lot. And if you really think about it, like 
would you really waste three to four years of your life studying something that you're not going to be able to at least implement in your life? And that's how I felt if I took the decision of, you know, getting a communication or literature major. And so I decided to take international business because that just seemed the most neutral and I could go any path I wanted. But again, that was not my passion and that was not something that I wholeheartedly wanted to, you know, focus all of my attention to but then here i am and speaking of western culture like i think literature majors communication majors those are really just you know basic things and i think that a lot of people who took literature majors actually you know got into high positions and they were able to get this job that job and there's just so much opportunity there when i look at the western culture and i look at you know in terms of opportunities there are so many opportunities if, for example, if I loved to speak and I love to advocate for things, there is so much restriction here in my culture because it's not yet acceptable. It's not something that people just look and respect because they don't see it as a job. They see it as, okay, that's something that you do as like for charity, right? Or like in your spare time, but they don't view it as a job. Whereas in Western culture, I think if you are an advocator or if you are an activist or you're in a non-profit organization or a non-governmental organization. Yes, sure, they don't make millions of bucks every single month, but that's deemed as respectable work. That's deemed as respectable, you know, just work. And I think here, yes, maybe some people would view it that way, but like my parents, I guess some people would be like, why would you do something that doesn't profit you? And why would you waste your time doing that? You know, there's just like so much... I wouldn't say taboo, but there's just so much restriction to the point that things like that, that actually inspires me and that actually motivates me, that no longer becomes something that's respectable or acceptable for society because it's just weird to have someone to have that as an occupation rather than like a hobby or a side job or things like that. And I'm not saying that everyone feels like that. It's just what I felt based on the people that I've met, I've talked to, based on my relationship with my parents and how they viewed my uh, choices. So I'm not saying that everyone who is in that field is not seen as respectable. I know that some people are seen as respectable, but from what I've noticed here is that they are respectable because they have other jobs with that. They're not necessarily just an activist or they're not exactly just the founder of an NPO or NGO, but they have other jobs. Like if they own like a business and they do that as another part of their business or just as a side job or something that they're passionate with. And I see nothing wrong with that, seriously. But for me as someone who is growing up, someone who is trying to make, I guess you could say it was even like life choices because obviously a major is something that you need to focus on again for like four years and it's completely your choice. So I feel like that was something big for me to sort of choose on my own. But the fact that I guess my parents and also just my culture saw it as something that wasn't as amazing or as respectable as how, as how I saw it, that was really demotivating for me because I then second-guessed everything that I did and I second-guessed my choices. I second-guessed like why did I choose to like communica- communications? Why did I choose to like literature why did i choose to like this and that and not this and that you know i started to compare myself with 
things that aren't really my passion. And yeah, it just demotivated me in the sense that, okay, that there's no way I'm going to be able to succeed now because A, I don't have the right major and B, like if I, even if I did choose my major, like there's no way people here are going to give me the chance to sort of be successful. And that's what happens when I, you know, compare myself to the Western culture because it's always there. Like I'm always exposed to media and I'm always exposed to stories of people who are succeeding and doing things that are similar to me, but they don't live here. And so I always think to myself like, oh yeah, it's easy for them because they live out there. And that goes back to my topic of like the romanticization of Western culture. Like for me, that's how I view Western culture primarily. I view it as this idealistic and this sort of like, you know, the American dream. I think that's the best way to sort of describe how I view Western culture. Like when I look at it, I see it as like a land of opportunities. And I just also see it as something that, you know, will accept different things and are open-minded. And, you know, this just, you know, the American dream. I think that's the best way to sort of wrap up my view on the Western culture. And I feel like it's romanticized because in the media that I was exposed to, that was all I could see, you know, from watching like Disney movies or from watching this TV show or from watching that. There's just always like this narrative that if you move to LA or if you move to America, you're going to get like this job, that job, and you're going to get married to this really handsome guy or you're going to you know, succeed in your career. I think that that's a lot of the plot lines for the movies that I grew up to were like that. And so there was this indoctrination going on that, oh, if I just move to America, then I will succeed. As a kid, that was how simple my brain worked. Like, if I just move to America, you'll see. But that's not to deny that perhaps that there is a sort of like truth to it. Like if I moved to America while I was in high school, maybe I would have gotten more opportunities in the sense that, okay, maybe I would experience, um, I don't know, maybe like I would experience like prom better. I don't know. I had prom in my old school, but it definitely wasn't like the prom that was promoted in, you know, Western movies. And I don't know. This is just an example, guys. Like if I moved to America, I would certainly get this opportunity to do that, to do this. But I also compare like Western culture in terms of like, what if I was raised in a different family? Like if I was raised as a Caucasian and that thought uh, definitely occurred to me several times throughout my life, even from childhood. There were times when I would just like, my God, my life would be so much easier if I was born Caucasian. Man, I I wish I was like born Caucasian. I would be so pretty. Like I'd have this like high nose. I'd have like great like hair. And I also constantly did this when I was really into makeup. When I was like in middle school, I would just try to put on makeup and I'd just be like, wow, this does not look like the videos that I saw on YouTube and if only I was born Caucasian then this would have been much more easier because I would have a great eyelid I'd have like great lashes that are like really really long and yes I really don't get how Caucasians have like really long lashes and mine are just like what um and I'll just be like wow they have so so good like skin like they're so pretty and I would do that I compare myself to how they looked and I compare myself to 
you know, their family, like, hey, if I lived in that family, I'd be happy. They, they allow their kids to go out or whatever, you know. I just, every single bad thing or every single thing that I do not like about me or my culture, I would just, like, switch it around and be like, hey, but, you know, if I lived in, you know, America, then this would all be solved. And I think that's what I mean when I say that the romanticization of Western culture is that that thought in my head subconsciously that no matter how bad and no matter like what I do if I just move to America everything will be solved and I'm not saying that everyone is going to think like this but as a kid growing up I that was how I thought and several times like even throughout this year there were times when I was like man if I lived in America this would be much easier man if I lived in America I would have so much more independence you know and there's just so many things in my life that has gone wrong and I blamed it on my culture I blamed it on how restrictive or I don't know lacking my country my culture is and that's that's my fault like I feel like that's not okay because I think I've never really embraced the fact that I am born in Indonesia and I am Indonesian and there is nothing that I can do about it like I haven't even listened to like Indonesian music in so long I can't even name 20 Indonesian songs like right now if you asked me to name 20 Indonesian songs I would not be able to answer I would probably be able to like answer five or six but that's about it because that's how bad I am I don't even listen to Indonesian music and I don't appreciate them enough every time it goes on the radio I'll just be like eh, no or anytime someone recommends me an Indonesian song I'll be like yeah I'll check it out but I don't check it out you know I just view my own culture with so much distaste but I view the Western culture with so much praise and so much, you know, I see it so, I see it as so, so respectable when there are also so many things that are effed up about it. Like, I know that um, I wanted to talk about the romanticization and this is where it lies. Like, this is where, you know, the media lies. Like, this is what they don't show you. Like, based on what I've noticed, and these are not the things that they necessarily show in media all the time, though I know that there are elements in it that sort of you know nudges you to that direction but doesn't necessarily say it out loud some things that i noticed that are different from my culture than western culture but is bad in a certain way or is not appropriate but i guess that's because i okay wait before i get into the negative sides of western culture just remember this is me coming from my personal culture and my Asian culture. So anything that I say here, which I find as bad, quotation mark, or as inappropriate, that is because I live where I live and I've grown up to certain standard and a certain culture that prohibits me from doing certain things or see certain things as quotation mark bad. My definition of bad is not necessarily everyone's definition of bad. And it doesn't necessarily reflect my culture's definition of bad. This is just how I was raised and what I view as quotation mark bad or let's just say doesn't align with my view on life, my life view. So in terms of things that I do not agree in terms of Western culture, I think the first one is the fact that there's also so much freedom Yes, I did mention that I would love to have the independence that I would get had I lived in America or in Western culture because I do feel like parents and families there, they give 
their kids much more independence and freedom from a younger age. Like people are expected to move from their houses at 18 and that teaches them how to be independent when it comes to you know, their finance and also just living alone. I think that that's such a big step for someone who's 18 like me. Oh wait, I'm 19. Oh my God, I totally forgot that I'm 19. Okay, like for someone who's 19 like me, but that happens and people actually look forward to moving out of their parents' house. While here in Asia, it's quite unorthodox for you to sort of move unless you're going to school or something and you usually move out of your parents' house once you're married. So yes, that freedom can be good, but I also think that there can be too much freedom that they sort of neglect this sort of like familial value that Asian culture or Indonesian culture really pushes you. We were thought in my previous school about filial piety, where we felt this obligation to sort of um, serve, in quotation mark, our elders. And this is very prevalent in like Asian, um, in Asian culture. And I just think that this is really interesting because, you know, in Asian culture, we're always push to sort of take care of your parents and you're gonna look out for your parents until they're really really old and that's a good thing i really look forward to that and i really think that that's a privilege for me to sort of take care of my parents the way they've taken care of me for like i don't know the next 20 plus years uh but with western culture i think because they're given so much independence and so much freedom from a young age that they move out and things like that i think that there is this lacking of sort of you know feeling like you have to give back to your parents or feeling like you need to take care of your parents up to a certain age. I think I don't think that everyone is like this, but based on what I've seen happen in the Western culture, most people just move from their parents' house at 18 and then they have their own lives. And yes, they do visit or call or just, you know, catch up with their parents, but it's like it becomes an occasional thing and doesn't necessarily become a priority to them. While in Asia, there's just this larger sense of like, my family is my number one priority until I'm married, you know. There's this sort of pressure that you need to constantly be on the lookout for your parents, you need to love your parents, respect your parents, up until you're finally, you know, given to your husband. That's how Asia's society sort of views us, especially as women. You're finally free when you're given off to your husband. So there's there's this sort of, I guess this sort of feeds into like how I wished I had freedom because as a woman here in Asia, it just feels like I'm being handed off from one person to another. And I've never, I'm never gonna really get that sort of freedom, like personal freedom because I'm either tied to my family or tied to my husband. Because it's either I'm, yes, I still have an obligation to my family or I have an obligation now to my husband. So it's kind of hard being a woman in Asia because I think that, yes, there is that sort of lack of freedom and independence that the Western culture really promotes for both women and men alike. And yes, though, there is this sort of lack of, you know, feminism and things like that in Western culture. But I think in terms of independence from a young age, women definitely have better access to that there than they do here. But uh, I don't agree with the fact that, be, and again, because I was raised in an Asian culture, I do not agree with the fact that because you are free or independent now, that you know the familial values sort of degrade over time. 
And I also feel like because there's this sort of like independence and things, there's this sense of individuality that develops over time because you're set out, uh, you know, from your family or from whomever and you start living alone and things like that. I think you start prioritizing yourself and there's like a lot of stress on, you know, you should be able to um, prioritize yourself, take care of yourself and things like that. And yes, that's good. That's really good. But I think it over time, it develops into something that is very individual to the point that you don't really look for other people's emotions and you don't really consider other people's like positions. I'm not saying that this is completely everyone, but I do notice this in a pattern in the Western culture because they're very individual in the workplace. You know, I feel like that there's this higher competition, like sense of competition when it comes to workers or colleagues in the Western culture. They've always seen like, I've never seen one movie where, you know, someone of the same rank did not like fight for each other's, you know, boss's attention. And yes, that might be stereotypical of me. That might be me just stereotyping, but I've never been able to really just like find a movie where it didn't start off with someone hating someone because they were trying to impress their boss. And yes, maybe it develops you know, something better over time, but it just really shows that, that you know, that's, that's something that can happen there. And I think here, there's this sort of bigger sense of solidarity. And I don't know if this is completely true because I've never worked in an actual, you know, office, but studies do show that Asian people uh, tend to, you know, have this sort of solidarity and camaraderie that Western culture lacks of. And I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I guess that could also feed into my argument of, you know, the individuality. And I think this also translates in terms of like love and especially marriages. I think that this is something that I'm not saying is completely wrong because, you know, divorcing or remarrying or things like that, those are completely an individual's choice. I do not um, condemn anyone for having their choice to live their life. But if you do look at like the rates, divorce rates in Western countries are much higher than in Asian countries because there's this sort of feeling, I guess, that I don't know that if I completely agree with this thought, but there is this thought that it's okay for you to sort of fall out of love with someone and then just start giving up on them. And so you, you know, rather than continuing on this toxic relationship where you don't really love each other anymore you just divorce and then you can find someone else who is probably your soulmate i'm not saying that i completely disagree with this i completely agree that you need to leave a toxic relationship and if it's not good for you you should definitely separate but what i wanted to focus on is in western culture i feel like this is made much easier there's this sort of ease and because i think it's because there is a lack of taboo around divorcing and remarrying in Western culture that it makes it okay or it makes it much less um, yeah, taboo and you know people don't really look down upon it that much because a lot of people do that as well while here if you divorce just once you're gonna be the top of the town and if you remarry sooner than later or whenever even if it's been like five years, people are going to look down upon you. People are going to be like, why the hell is she remarrying? Isn't she a divorce? And even people who look out for like partners, they're going to be more wary and they're going to be more like, 
I guess, critical of someone who has divorced. And I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. Again, as I mentioned, divorcing might be necessary, but I do think that in Western culture, there's too much of an ease, you know, to sort of divorce someone or separate from someone for the lack of, sorry, for the sake of individual needs. And here, I think that there's sort of this stress that, you know, because family values and like son and, you know, in fathers and things like that, you know, like the filial piety is really high. And so people might reconsider when they're trying to divorce because like what would happen to my kids? I'm not saying that people in Western culture don't care about their kids, but there's this sort of like higher burden and sort of higher concern when you're starting to think about divorcing someone because, you know, just culture sort of looks down upon it. And there's just this really high obligation for kids and parents alike to sort of keep the family together. You know, you need to sort of take care of your family for as long as you can. So, yeah. And again, I'm not saying that divorcing is bad. And I'm not, definitely not saying that people in Indonesia don't divorce, nor do they not divorce frequently. I'm definitely sure that a lot of people divorce, but it's something that is more taboo and looked down upon. And Western culture, sure, I do see that some people look at, you know, single moms and things like that as something that's frowned upon. But I don't think it's as bad as how it is in Asia. Like, if you're not, even in Asia, like, if you're not married by 27, people are going to start wondering, like, what the hell is wrong with you? And, you know, and then by the end of, like, your 28th or 29th birthday, you're not going to be able to find another partner because people will be like, that's weird, she hasn't had, like, a partner, and maybe, you know, she's not suitable for anyone. And that's just really hard because, again, this is something that I look up to in the Western culture where, age doesn't really matter like you can freaking get married whenever the hell you want and there's no really there's no age limit for anything that you want to do like if you want to get a certain job you want to get married you want to have kids people are not saying that you need to have kids before you're 30 or you need to get married before you're 30 sure there's this unspoken like pressure perhaps but i think a lot of women are breaking the boundaries in terms of that and so it makes it much more easier for someone like me who's going up and looking for role models and who's trying to decide things on life, it makes it easier for me if I lived in the Western culture and saw that the people around me weren't really, you know, bothered by age restrictions or culture and things like that. And here, it's much more hard for me to sort of ignore because everyone around me is either getting married or whatever, right? At that certain age, obviously not now, but at that certain age, everyone around me is possibly already married, already have kids, and probably has a really successful job. So there's just like higher stakes for me to sort of not be the same as the crowd and sort of differ because I don't know, I just feel like being different too different here is still not accepted and it's still seen as like, huh? And I know that people say that, well, if you don't start now, then when are you going to start? But it's quite hard when your culture and just like your surroundings, it's not very supportive of that decision and what you're doing. So yeah. So... I guess to sort of wrap up, I didn't want to take too long on this because definitely this is something that needs a lot more dissecting, but I didn't really want to make my episode too long. But basically what I mean by the romanticization of Western culture is that it's always been viewed as something that's ideal, something that, as I've you know mentioned, is like perfect or something that you would want to achieve with the American dream and things like that. But what I think the problem is, is that there is a lack of understanding and also education that 
although we are different, you know, people have different cultures, there are always pros and cons. And also that differences in culture doesn't necessarily mean that one is right or one is wrong. I think that's something that we need to sort of imprint on our future generations and our generation, really, that, you know, the differences between our cultures is not something that we should compare. It's not something that we should look down upon like me. I feel like I am a victim and I feel like I need to start to get better. And I, I need to start, you know, stop saying that, oh, my culture sucks, my country sucks. And instead of that, I need to start doing something to make it better or at least just try to change my mindset and to view it in a better light. Because obviously, I need to start accepting who I am in terms of like my nationality and who I, you know, who I am as a person in my culture, you know. So I just feel like personally, I need to accept myself and embrace my nationality and things like that. And I need to start learning. And I think we all need to start learning the fact that our cultures are different. Yes, Western culture is portrayed as something that's ideal. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's perfect. I think that word perfect and just the romanticization of like, you know, seeing it as something that's flawless and something that's, you know, to adore. I think that's fine as long as you don't do it to the extent that I have where I've literally blocked out every single element of my life that I can, you know, sort of scrub off when it comes to, you know, Indonesian and Asian culture, if I can just like look away, I'll just look away from what I can. I think that that's wrong of me. I didn't really try to embrace it. And that's something that I think we all need to learn. We all need to learn to, you know, yeah, sure, we can compare, we can, we can look at it and admire it, but we can't idealize it to the point where you don't really embrace who you are now and what you're given. I think that's the most important thing. I'm hoping that that makes sense. I'm hoping that that makes sense because I think it's starting to make sense in my head, but I'm not sure if I expressed it correctly. I don't know, guys. Let me know how you think about this episode. This is quite a heavy one or I think a more critical one. Please, again, be reminded that all of these are my views and I'm not generalizing. If I said things like, they're here and they're there. I'm not saying that everyone does that. I'm saying that maybe some or most people do that. And at least that's what I've viewed and what I've processed from all of the information and media that I've consumed over the years. That's what's been imprinted on my brain. So please do not take this at heart. Do not think that I am stereotyping or that I'm you know, generalizing everyone. But... This is just what I've been faced with and this is what I've seen and what I've come to realize. And I hope you guys respect that. I hope you guys found this as something that boggled your mind because it definitely did mine. And if you want to discuss about this with me, please feel free to DM me on the podcast's IG, literally whatever. Or you can also message me on my personal messenger and social media accounts. I'll see you on the next episode, which I hope is soon. (laughs) Pray for me, guys. Hope that I don't get burned out again. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.